Welcome to the Seek First podcast with Steve and Jordan. This is a podcast about seeking first the kingdom of God where we work, live, and play. The content of each podcast will correspond to the current sermon series at Ontario Christian Church, current events that rise up, and also to the church calendar. Thanks for listening. Hey, welcome back to episode seven of the Seek First podcast with Stephen Jordan. We're thankful that you joined us this week. Um, and we're, it feels like the uh, this this week has kind of creeped up on us in regards to Resurrection Sunday right around the corner, uh, Good Friday, things along those lines, and uh, kind of reacting to the calendar more or less. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think um, that's something we've been talking about kind of in this season leading up is that... <clears throat> It just seems like time is moving really quick Mm -hmm. and there's a lot to occupy our attention and our focus. And, um, I mean, even just the, the reality that this season has crept up on us and it's typically a season that we try to be prepared for, uh, to kind of avoid this feeling of it creeping up on us. But, um, something you and I have had conversations about is this general feeling of I'm not ready, you know, like my heart's not in the place to, um, kind of enter into these um, kind of marks in our, our calendar as Christians of, of Good Friday and, and Resurrection Sunday. But that unreadiness is a picture of what we are like without Christ. Uh, we're not ready. We're asleep. Um, we're fallen. We're broken. We aren't prepared for, for what is coming. So, yeah, I think um, for me, this season leading up, it's kind of been like, this is the point. Like I'm, I'm broken and outside of Christ, I'm asleep. And even in him, I'm asleep sometimes. And I need him to wake me up to what he's doing and, and the things he's accomplishing. And also to, um, reflecting on his crucifixion and celebrating his resurrection. So. And for me, a lot of the, a lot of the thoughts I've been having recently is how does the gospel apply to every aspect of our lives and kind of how, in what ways have I, um, not become numb to the power of the gospel in the midst of our lives, but just kind of leading a life that just is missing out on um, the life-giving spirit from the Lord in all aspects as well. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of like isolating certain aspects of me away from the, the gospel and uh, in doing so kind of disconnected uh, at times. And I think probably culturally we're all kind of feeling that to some degree, uh, feeling disconnected and asleep and reactive. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we all of a sudden woke up and went, oh no, how did we get here? Right. And, I, and I feel like culturally there's a large piece of that happening uh, with that tension of, you know, we aren't where we thought we would be as a nation or as a people or as a community or as a, as a social structure. And mm-hmm. so now we're kind of waking up and going, what's going on? Um, and then how does the kingdom of God actually at play in all this, I think is a question I've been asking a lot. Like, where do I see the kingdom of God in this and what do I need to be more aware of? And so the fact that resurrection crept up, resurrection Sunday crept up on us was just kind of like another realization of, Ooh, like how, how, how's the rhythm of life shifted all of a sudden Mm -hmm. that we're missing, uh, the opportunity to, to, uh, have a rhythm of spending time with the Lord. So yeah, where do we want to go with this? I guess is the question, you know, we're, What's yeah. our goal with this this time together? I mean, it's kind of like a it was like a stealthy disruption that we didn't see coming, and yeah. then we woke up. We woke up, ironically, to the reality of it, mm-hmm. um, which is that plays out itself in a bunch of ways in our lives over the years. But um, we want to fix our gaze 
upon our Lord. Mm -hmm. That's what we want to do, and we want to uh, consider and prepare our minds and our hearts to enter into what Good Friday means and Mm -hmm. what what Jesus accomplished um, on our behalf, and then how he defeated death with death and then rose from the grave. And so we want to just take some time to prepare our hearts for that. That's kind of where we want to go. Mm-hmm. What passage do we want to lean into, I guess? We're going to look at Ephesians. <clears throat> yeah, let's go ahead and jump into Ephesians. Um, I'll go ahead and I'll read Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, and then we'll cool. kind of pick it up from there. So, therefore, Paul says to the church in Ephesus, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, which is just a awesome term. Mm. You're, the, you're a beloved child of God. And mm. walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Mm. So these first two verses are actually kind of reminding us of um, the sacrificial animal even, like a uh, sweet savor smell to the Lord, and yet to us it's a stench of death, mm. you know, and just uh, what Jesus was um, in that moment as well. So what, what comes to mind, I guess, in those first two verses as we kind of look at it? Yeah, I mean, he says, imitators of God as beloved children. So this is idea of, like we are his beloved and then mm-hmm. we are to go and imitate that love. And then mm-hmm. he says, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave mm-hmm. himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And it brought up, uh, I think it's first John one or first John four nineteen. We love because he mm-hmm. first loved us. And so we are to walk in the same love that we've been loved with mm-hmm. and that, that love that was that Christ poured out for us literally, um, on the cross. So that's just kind of what jumped out to me right away. And the word imitators is really interesting. It's like as as, as a dad and grandpa and whatnot, mm-hmm. just thinking about like when you see your kid or grandkid or somebody do something that you do, they're going to imitate both your good mm-hmm. and your bad. In this case, obviously he's saying, hey, you know, live a life that, that imitates and reflects God's glory and love in the midst of the world. But mm-hmm. we that's how life is. Like we imitate what we observe and what, what happens to us. We will reflect that. And so he's telling us to to lay down our lives as Christ did and to mm. love one another in such a fashion um, as well. And that's a fragrant offering to the Lord as, as well. The scriptures mm-hmm. talk about the fact that we're to be living sacrifices, living. Yeah, Romans 12. Yeah, offering up our lives just as Christ did. Um, and that's an imitation of what Jesus did. And it's done in his power, not our own. So, mm. yeah, what, uh, you want to keep reading? Yeah, keep let's going. keep reading. Go for it. Uh, verse 3 of Ephesians 5 says, But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you, as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure, or is who, who is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these the things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. And here it is again. Walk as children of the light. There's mm-hmm. that reference back to how we are to walk mm-hmm. and the, the, the distinctives that are to be true about us if we are children of the light or if we are... Uh, as he said in verse one, God's beloved children, or if we have received the love of Christ that he poured out for us, walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. All that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Before we get into that next session section and kind of focusing on 14 and the uh, verses following that, is there anything you want to point out just in those verses? 
Well, I mean, he, he's delineating two different kingdoms, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. one kingdom is pursuing self, and we were all part of that kingdom mm-hmm. at one point. We're all, we were all sinners. Uh, we would have all pursued what was pleasurable to the flesh and to ourselves, seeking our own will versus the will of God. And so there's the kingdom of the world, and then he delineates that uh, there's a kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven as well that we're supposed to be walking in. And so there's this pole that, that's kind of being shown here mm-hmm. um, uh, between the two worlds, between the two kingdoms. And I think that we have a hard time uh, remaining awake. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but remaining awake to this kingdom, mm-hmm. to the kingdom of God, uh, because the kingdom of this world um, can be very attractive and then also lull us into mm. sleep. So, uh, and getting back to the flesh. So that, I think that p- I'm getting ahead a little bit, but that jumps out to me where he's saying, walk as children of light. So he's giving us delineation of light and darkness. He's giving... Uh, in verse five, the kingdom of Christ and God mm-hmm. versus the kingdom of this world. So there's these two different things that are at play, light and darkness, the kingdom of God, kingdom of this world. And we find ourselves having to live a life in both of them, but one should rule us and we can easily miss what God is up to in his kingdom. That just is what kind of jumps out, I guess, mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, absolutely. I like how you explain it's a delineation between two kingdoms um, and that you, you brought up the it's easy to be asleep to these things. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking in verse nine for the light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Are we awake to mm-hmm. what is good mm-hmm. and right and true? Are we pursuing what is good and right and true? And our, it says, try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Are we awake to that? We discern it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are, we at- are we attempting to discern? Is that, is that a, is that a, skill or a muscle that I have mm-hmm. am I trying to develop that at the very least mm-hmm. or are we just are we just kind of asleep thinking I got my ticket to heaven and I'm good to go yeah there's a war yeah <laughs> there's a war and yeah. if we aren't awake to it we're not in good place yeah I appreciate that you say it's a work too uh we just split wood uh this last week and Christine and I split wood and stacked it and my body hurt you know why it hurt because I have not used those muscles in that way in a while. And so I've not worked in that fashion. And so I think the same thing is very true. Like, I love how you said that discerning is a work. Mm-hmm. Like, it's something you have to practice and be aware of and, and grow in and stretch that, that muscle, you know, mm-hmm. um, so that it becomes more easy to discern. Like, as you, the more you work it, the, the more it's present. Um, so I'm going to keep cutting wood. But the point here being that we need to be really working at discernment. I like mm-hmm. how you put that. That's good. And it's pleasing to the Lord that we would do that. Mm-hmm. Try to try to discern what is pleasing. What is it? What is pleasing to the Lord? I got to ask myself, like, is this pleasing to the Lord? Mm-hmm. You know, everything is uh, per- permissible, the scriptures say, but not everything is what beneficial. Mm-hmm. So is it pleasing to God that I'm about to enter into this? Or is it just about me? And, and just even asking that question would be a a wake up point for many of us. Yeah, like which kingdom does this perpetuate? Mm-hmm. Which kingdom does this further? Yeah, it's good. Does this honor the kingdom of the world or the kingdom of God, the yeah. kingdom of self or the kingdom of God or the kingdom of the enemy or and just asking that question and those are muscles to develop mm-hmm. and it it does take time and mm-hmm. it takes work but I, I think asking each other, I know we're like mm. really jumping in this quick, but asking each other these questions too. Yeah. I mean, the reason we gather together is partly this, like to sing songs, hymns, spiritual songs, which we'll get into later, mm-hmm. uh, to read his word, to challenge one another, and to remind each other that we all need to grow in this area and maybe ask one another, 
have you sought the Lord in this? Mm. Like, or is that something that you've been doing recently? So, mm. sorry, kind of jumping no. way ahead. No, again. I think that's great. I, like you just said, that's why we gather together. If there wasn't, you know, if there, there's a lot at risk here, right? Just yeah. to say souls. that there's souls yeah. at risk. Yeah. If there wasn't anything at risk, if there was no war going on, if there was no life in Christ to be experienced right here and right now, and all that we had was just a free ticket to heaven, that we don't really need to pay attention to how that true the truth of that kingdom informs my present reality, mm-hmm. then there would be no point to gathering together mm-hmm. because I would just have my ticket to heaven and I could live however I want. Mm-hmm. Like when Jesus says, I came that they may have life and life abundantly, he's certainly talking about an eternal kind of life that's experienced in eternity. Mm-hmm. But he's also talking about an eternal kind of life that's experienced here and now. Mm-hmm. And Present, yeah. yeah. And we, are we awake to it? That's the question. Mm-hmm. Are we trying to discern what's pleasing to the Lord? And he goes on to say, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. That's the difference between the kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's I, I'm taking part. And I think of uh, Ephesians 2, a couple chapters earlier, where he's like following the principalities and powers, the prince of the power that's, sorry, the prince of the power of the air. It's a lot of peas. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, just, we're just going along with the flow. We're participating in the unfruitful works of darkness. But in the kingdom of God, we are to expose them. Mm-hmm. For it's shameful to even speak of the things they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. Can you pause there before you go to yeah. further? Because I'm afraid we're going to jump into 14 and I won't be able to back up. Yeah, go for it. So when you think about this, I think I've been I've been asking myself while you're reading that in verse 11, uh, take no part in unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. I, I'm like, why don't we do that? Like we, mm. it's either done in legalism, mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm better than you. What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. Or it's it's not done because I'm afraid of my own junk being exposed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah. I don't want. If the light shines over here, it may shine on me as well, and then I'll have to deal with that. And and so there's this uh, piece that we're kind of like, you know, I don't really know that I want the light to be shining because then I've got to deal with my junk too. Right. Um, but that's the job of what the Holy Spirit desires to do in us is to make us sanctified more like Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's a good thing. It's a good work. Yeah. It's, it's a it's good for us. Um, and I think if we also think about what's exposing what, it isn't my opinion. Mm. It's not my judgment. It's God's word and his holiness. Mm-hmm. It's God doing it, not me. And so um, I should let God do what he wants to do and at first look at my own self, but then also look at the culture and things that are going on around us and letting the Lord speak into those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it takes a lot of pressure off of us to think of it as God doing that work, not us. So mm-hmm. I know we talked about that before we started this but i think it's helpful for me as well to say why don't i want this right sometimes because it's going to be the light hitting me right and now i've got to deal with that shame and guilt and then will i run to jesus or will i try to cover it up mm-hmm. and i think it's worth pointing out that he says like they are children of the light and he's calling children of the light to expose mm-hmm. the unfruitful works of darkness which means the light has first shown through them mm-hmm. and exposed their own mm-hmm. junk and I think sometimes we get cart before the horse mm-hmm. and we try to expose unfruitful works of darkness in a way that we weren't exposed. Mm-hmm. Like we were exposed with like the gentle conviction of the spirit that is, it's just like loving mm-hmm. and it's truthful of course, but it's done in love as God works. And so that's how we are. To, yeah. Mm-hmm. We are to operate in that same way. Sorry. I cut you off. Keep going. No, for anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, because, of 
this. It says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Hmm. Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Now, this is quoted, this idea of awaking up or, or being asleep. Like This is this is all throughout the scriptures. Uh, this is Old Testament and New Testament. And uh, Paul says it here, and he goes on to say, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time, because the days are evil. Where do you want to take that? Well, it's been a couple thousand years the days have been evil, mm-hmm. first off, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's always applicable, you know, until the till the second coming of Christ where he delivers us to new heavens, new earth, and new Jerusalem and purifies the new world. But yeah. Um, the Waco sleeper part uh, we talked about mm-hmm. is just a piece that, that reminds us of the fact of our state of being, especially in this case, pre-Christ, arise mm. from the dead. Um and Christ will shine up. If you think of it, a gospel of Christ, what we're getting ready to celebrate, mm. uh, both Friday and Sunday, of the state of our being before being born again is death. Um, and then the, the second part being we can easily fall back into slumber as well if we're not careful. If we don't, as you said earlier, uh, let the light shine upon us, even as saved individuals, like to allow that to continue, mm. uh, we can easily fall back into slumber. And just not awareness of what what's happening around us, and for fifteen kind of clears it. Look carefully mm-hmm. then how you walk. So it's it's like um, I don't know when we get up out of bed in the middle of the night. I use a flashlight or something. I, I'm rather clumsy, you know, and so I need light to expose where my next step is. So I don't run into the door or something goofy. Uh, we're we're supposed to be that focused, even mm. like we live in darkness. Yep. Right. Yeah. And so that we need to look very carefully and let the light expose things within us and with also within our world. Mm. And we need to be wise um, with with the time that God has given us, which reminds I mean, just going back that God has left us here for a purpose. Mm. Make the u- best use of the time that he's given you right now. And mm. so be present with the gospel in it. But what else jumps out to you? Yeah. I mean, look carefully then how you walk. How many of us don't pay attention to how we walk or are guilty at times of not paying attention to how we're walking? Um, and he says to look carefully, not as unwise, but as wise. And he goes on to say, making the best use of time because the days are evil. And I like what you pointed out, that the days have been evil for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus has Jesus said he's coming again soon, 2,000 years ago. So we've in theory, been in the end times since Jesus ascended to the right hand of the Father, since he said uh, that he is coming again soon. Um, so the call on Christians has always been then to make the best use of time. I wonder if we ever do like, I've done this before, and I'm surely not perfect at it, but kind of like a time inventory mm-hmm. and seeing how much time I gave to certain things. I was giving... Uh, the students a hard time because uh, their generation, their average screen time is like eight to 10 hours. And it was, you know, in the room, it was kind of all over the place. One was like, I I had seven hours. I had this many, I had this many. Um, And the whole point is how do we make the best use of our time? Because at the end of my life, the sum of my life will be what I gave my time and attention to. Um, And am I giving my time and attention to the kingdom of God and what God is seeking to do in me and through me in the world and just in general what he's doing in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do we make the best use of our time? I think it starts with taking an inventory of how we spend our time. Mm -hmm. And I, 
we were talking about this before, but all of us are guilty of spending money on things to just distract us from reality. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what Netflix thrives on. This mm-hmm. is what any streaming service thrives on. They're monetizing your attention. Mm-hmm. They're mo- they're making money off of your time. Mm-hmm. They're making money off of our attention. And so I think the making the best use of our time starts first with where am I spending my time? I have 24 hours in a given day. I remember hearing this illustration once when I was in college. You have 24 hours in a day. The average person, in theory, sleeps eight per eight hours a night, or we we ought to be. Um, the average person works, in theory, eight hours a day, which means you have 16 hours given to sleep and work. What am I doing with the other eight hours? And how am I using those eight hours that I'm at work to further the kingdom and the gospel and all those kinds of things? And so just kind of thinking about where is my time invested in, um, and that that will give me a picture of what I'm going to become like because mm-hmm. it forms us. It makes us into a certain kind of person. If I spend eight hours a day watching Netflix, that's going to make me into a certain kind of person. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think making the best use of the time because the days are evil is very applicable to the church right now. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about, um, uh, just bring up Netflix and other things and again, we're not being legalistic and saying cancel your Netflix subscription. That is, that's between you and the Lord mm-hmm. right in the end. But the the question becomes like, you know, what am I exchanging my life for is what you're bringing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually do invest in entertainment to the point of, you know, whole industries build around it. And again, it's not, I'm, we're not here to judge that aspect, but just right. to ask the question of, um, you know, what, what are we trying to, what are we running from? I think that's the question I keep asking myself. Like, mm-hmm. what am I running from right now? And what am I running to? And why am I running to it? Um, is it because I don't want to deal with the reality of life around me? Is it because I don't want to deal with, um, you know, just the brokenness that's just all around encroaching closer and closer to my doorstep? You know, what is the mm-hmm. reason that I'm running to this entertainment? Um, and, it, and I just I want to make it crystal clear, not trying to be legalistic about this at all. These are questions I'm asking myself recently. Mm-hmm. Of, um, you know, especially as Americans with our life, we have a lot of opportunity for time and what we do with it. And we have some financial resources that a lot of nations don't have mm. to spend on entertainment. And so um, just what am I what am I exchanging my time for? I ask myself that a lot frequently. Um, and it's a good it's a good question uh, to ask ourselves as we're considering like waking up. Maybe I like the time inventory is great. Your financial inventory all these things are really important, I think, right mm-hmm. now. I think they really matter. What am I reading? What am I investing in? Right. Um, these things are going to be really critical and have been. I think we've just been asleep to it, ironically, right? So right. if we keep reading, um, where do we leave off? Uh, 17. Six, seven, is, okay. Uh, Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And so we're not supposed to be ignorant. We're supposed mm-hmm. to know what God wants of us. Yeah, and if we think about First Thessalonians 4, what is his will? Our sanctification. Right. Yep. More like Christ. Less of us, more of him. Mm-hmm. Do not get drunk with wine, for this is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Mm. Um, exchanging your life. What do you exchange your life for? Addressing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. And so the will of the Lord is that you be filled with the Spirit. Hmm. You be around other people praising God together. That your heart's right. 
before the Lord, um, giving thanks to him, which is huge right now. Like with all the pessimism and all the junk mm. going on around us, if we don't have thankful for hearts for what has been gifted to us that we did not deserve, we're, we're, we're being sidetracked from how faithful God has been in spite of us. Mm. So just reminding one another of that, even like waking up and that's, I've been struggling with that even like, Lord, help me to be thankful. Wake me up to your, what you're up to. Mm-hmm. Help me to see your hand at work. Um, cause I know it's moving, but I'm not observing. I'm not seeing it. And so that's my issue, not God's. Um, so giving thanks always and, uh, and for everything, give thanks for everything to God, the father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and then to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And so, yeah. So what jumps out to you in that, in that section there is we, I, we, I, we thought we were going to hit other two other passages, <laughs> but that is not happening. So we'll put those in the show notes yep. down below. Yeah. There's a lot. Be filled with the spirit is kind of what jumped out to me. Um, and how, how can we be filled with the spirit? And I think there's this, there is indeed a correlation between what he said previously. He said, therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is and do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery, but be filled with the spirit. And so he's saying these things, he's saying, therefore do these things because uh, the days are evil because we need to make the best use of time because of this, because of that, we need to be filled with the spirit. And so how are we posturing ourselves towards God so that he can fill us with himself? Mm-hmm. How am I, you know, you said time inventory, financial inventory, like taking inventory of your entire self and mm-hmm. saying, how am I offering this to the Lord? Um, how can I redeem my drive home from work and spend it maybe not always listening to you, you brought up pessimism, maybe not always listening to these depressing and slanted news reports and instead uh, putting on some, some songs and hymns and spiritual songs mm-hmm. and putting on some, some music that makes much of Jesus or spending the car ride and, and just quiet and just trying to listen and discern what the Lord is saying or, um, whatever it may be, listening to a podcast, whether it's this one or not, that's up to you. But uh, just taking that time to redeem um, the time that the Lord has given us to make the best use of it and and posture ourselves toward him to fill us with his spirit is kind of aware of my, And then when we're filled with the spirit, then he goes on to say, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing, make melody to the Lord with your heart. So... It's his work, and we, we, we need to yield to him in this way. Yeah, and in order to be filled with the Spirit, you have to be empty of self. So he's talking about, it's interesting, in 18, to be don't be drunk with wine, but be mm. filled with the Spirit. And so he's giving a, he's, again, I think it, the obvious is, yeah, don't be drunk. But the other side of this picture is we're always being filled up with something. mm so you could almost put anything in there, you know, don't mm-hmm. be filled up with this, but instead be filled up with the spirit. Um, so things of the world, the flesh, those things that fill us up temporarily, but then leave us wanting, mm. whereas we could be filled with the spirit instead, the spirit of the Lord directing and leading us. So just being thoughtful of um, where we've been really thoughtful of certain food items that we no longer eat and it's mainly because they put me in a slumber state hmm. <laughs> like you and i've talked like anything after one o'clock for me if i've eaten a wrong lunch i'm done you know 
And so just being mindful of the fact that we are consuming things all day long as well, mm-hmm. and they can mm-hmm. easily put us in a spirit of slumber mm-hmm. um, because we're filled with it. And so we don't have the energy to, or bandwidth to shine the light because the light is not fully in us in that moment. And so right. we are to be filled with the spirit of the Lord, which then also, because it should be more more filling than anything else, should, should not allow anything else to kind of get in there, you know, and so... Uh, to allow the Lord to, to fill us completely so that we're awakened spiritually mm-hmm. uh, to what's going on around us. So just some closing thoughts I had. So what are your closing thoughts here? We're about, we, we hit 28 minutes somehow in this one text. Wow. So very good. Well, I think my closing thoughts are, I mean, you, you pointed out like, what are we running away from? Um, and I think this might have something to do with how um, sometimes we, you know, things like this weekend creep up on us. Mm-hmm. We don't want to deal with the fact that we are desperately broken. Mm-hmm. But I am, you are, mm-hmm. everybody is desperately broken. We need never outgrow our need for repentance and our need for healing and a need for a reordering of my desires and loves in my own heart uh, to honor and glorify the Lord. And mm-hmm. so I think just in closing, a quote that came to mind is a quote by a John Ortberg, and he said, the danger is not necessarily that we'll, uh, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit because I can't remember its exact quote, but the danger of our lives and the busyness and the evil times that we live in and all the things going on in our own flesh, the danger is not that we will necessarily become uh, no longer following Jesus, we, not that we will become unchristian, but the danger is that we'll skim our lives instead of actually living them. Mm-hmm. We'll just skim them. We'll just be asleep. We'll have our ticket to heaven, but not pay attention to what God is doing in the here and now, which isn't necessarily a biblical category of what it means to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. He wants us to be awake and alert and ready now to follow him and pay attention to what he's doing in the world, trying to discern what he's doing and discern how we can please him. So those are just some of my closing thoughts. Yeah. And you just, this kind of off the the closing thought, this isn't going to be a summarizing thought at all, but there's a term that's been used this last, I don't know for how long, carnal Christian, and it's driven me nuts. <laughs> yeah. Just thinking about, we we have a desire to kind of blend it all mm. and be like, well, God's going to be okay with it. I'm right. forgiven. I'm set free. True. But it isn't pleasing to the Lord. And so um, we should want to submit those things, I think, to the Lord so that he can live in us. And just with what you just shared, just jumped in my mind for some mm-hmm. reason. And then thinking about Good Friday gathering and, uh, one thing that we do here is we we bring a red piece of paper and we write down, you know, whatever it is that we're surrendering to the Lord, whether it's our sin or somebody else's sin or something we're struggling with. Just as a reminder that Christ like paid it all, but it was it was gruesome, mm-hmm. <laughs> a heavy, heavy, heavy weight and burden that the Lord took. And um, just thinking about like, can I? What do I put before the word Christian in my own life? Is it carnal? Like I, that just doesn't even make sense. And mm-hmm. then, but but even though I have a strong feeling about that, there's probably something else that I put in front of the word Christian too. You know, and I don't want it to be asleep. Right. I don't want it that to be the case. And so. You know, this Friday, we invite you uh, to join with us if you're in the area to come to our gathering. It's 630 this Friday, Good Friday. Um, And our goal is to worship the Lord, to put our eyes on the cross, uh, the crucifixion, his willingness to die for our sins. 
to participate in communion together um, in prayer and scripture reading. So we just invite you to join us. And obviously, uh, Resurrection Sunday, others call it Easter Sunday, is just the opportunity to celebrate the fact that death could not hold him down and that we have the spirit of the resurrection of life living in us as well, which is that of the spirit of the Lord. And it's just a really dynamic weekend, I think, uh, as we reflect on his sacrifice and then his triumph over death. And so we just invite you to join us. And if, you, if you're not from the area, find a good Bible-believing, God-following, God-loving church and get there. Get, get with those people um, and worship the Lord together and encourage your hearts as we continue to pursue the will of God. Thank you for listening in, and God bless. Thanks for listening to the Seek First podcast with Steve and Jordan. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please feel free to reach out to us, as well as any topics you would like us to consider in the weeks to come. We encourage you to continue to seek first the kingdom of God where you work, live, and play. Blessings. Blessings.